Welcome back. It's been a while and I'm really excited to be back on the microphone expressing my ideas and my thoughts and my projects and what's coming up in my world as far as how I can serve others. And yeah, I'm here. So for those of you who don't know or do know, I started a podcast a couple years ago, actually. And it was very sporadic, very sparse. My last episode was, I think, over a year ago. And it just, it was kind of a hobby. It was fun for me. I learned how to navigate all of this stuff through quarantine and kind of use that time to learn new skill sets and understand the appropriate um, like programs to download, what microphone to get, um, how to adjust the sound setting so it works for a podcast, how to host a podcast. I learned all of that stuff, which was great, but I felt kind of overwhelmed in the in between. I had a lot of ideas of what, what I wanted to share, but I didn't really execute them. And I, I, I was either lazy or scared, a perfectionist, probably. Yes, yes, I, I am, which hindered me from even starting. Um, so that is kind of the background of how this podcast got started. But now it's kind of shifted to be a platform so that I can share what I'm doing in my new coaching group. So today's little episode is going to be kind of focused on introducing my new women's coaching group. I'm going to answer a couple of questions and address some of the things that are needed in order for people to understand if they even want to join or if they're interested. So what's cool is that my podcast, Rooted and Unearthed, is kind of going to serve as the platform for my group called Elevate Women. A couple of questions I'm going to answer as far as what this coaching group is, because I see it in my head. It's really easy for me to see the map and see how things will work. But a lot of people, rightfully so, are asking me, you know, what exactly is this? What does it look like? What, like, how are you going to execute this group? And these are great questions that I act- I didn't have answers to in the beginning. I just had an idea in my head that I thought would be great to help women grow and develop themselves when it comes to more confidence, more authenticity, a more fulfilled life, and empowering themselves to make choices that will better their circumstances and better their outcomes um, in their lives. So let's start with what the details are as far as the group. So Elevate Women is a confidence and empowerment group. It's a coaching group that ideally, I mean, my plan is to have it meet in person. Maybe there'll be a plan or a version of it where others from around the country or around the world or who aren't in Orange County can experience it, maybe through Zoom or something. But as of right now, I'm starting very local. I'm starting in Orange County and it's going to be in person. So meetings are going to be in person. The details on like the exact start date is not something that I have set. I want it to start in March. Um, It may be the first week of March, the second, the third, I'm not sure. So March 2023 is the target launch date for this group. So if you're interested and you're around, 
keep that in mind. This group is going to be limited to 10 people, 10 women, because any more than that, it just gets really difficult and really challenging to hear and listen to everybody and allow the appropriate amount of time for each person to speak and get what they want out of the group. 10 is the most that I'll be taking as of right now. So that's that. And then also it's going to be about six weeks. So that's going to be the commitment and the duration of the group. Things may change or shift here and there, but that's going to be the, the, the logistical kind of side of the group. We will meet either at my place, at a local public place, like a coffee shop or something. Again, that will all get figured out later. I want to tell you more about the details and the, the juicy stuff of what the group will be geared towards. So I've had this idea for a long time. This idea started a couple of years ago and I, I actually started this group. It was very small. It was probably only two or three people. And we met, <laughs> I think we met like twice and it just, I wasn't in the headspace. Like I had the idea, but I wasn't invested and I didn't want it bad enough to work towards it and develop what I wanted it to be. Here I am today and I've been working on it and I have a lot of experience developing curriculum from being a professor at Orange Coast College and just understanding pedagogy and how to be a teacher, how to how to help students understand things and how to execute information in ways that students can grasp and implement and apply what they're learning. So I don't think it's an accident that I had all the experience I had teaching adults and how it's going to translate into this. So what is Elevate Women? It's a coaching group that's geared towards developing confidence. There's a reason why I think this is really important and there's also data to support that. But let me just tell you a little bit more about what the group is going to look like. So it's going to be geared towards getting uncomfortable, listening to others, like really listening so that you can learn from other people and sharing and being vulnerable. So that's kind of the basic part of it when we're actually all together in the group. There's also going to be stuff that you're going to do outside of the group to practice things that we learn inside the group. It's not just going to be a theory class or a theory group it's going to be a theory and application so we're going to talk about things that have to do with building confidence and empowering yourself specifically you know focused on women's empowerment women's confidence and how developing that is going to make you feel good it's going to make you feel like you have purpose it's going to make you feel fulfilled it's going to make you a in general a, a better person whether it be a spouse, a parent, a coworker, just all around better person because when individuals feel fulfilled and they feel like they have a purpose, they're living a better version of themselves. So that's kind of the group. Again, I'll get into more specifics as we get closer to the group and you can always reach out to me through my Instagram or through the Elevate Women Instagram. If you're searching for the Elevate Women, it's it's spelled E- 111 E-V-A-T-E women. So if you if you read it, it looks like elevate women, but the L is replaced by three ones. And I'll explain to you why I chose that. Um, and then my my Instagram, my personal Instagram is Brittany Doty. It's my full name. So it's B-R-I-T-T-N-I-D-O-T-Y. 
um, yeah, so you can always reach out to me and ask me questions on there or just um, go to my website. That'll all be in this podcast's notes. You can take a look at that. So why is a group like this necessary? Why do I think that it's important? Number one, they don't exist and I don't see them unless you're in an executive leadership type of position, unless you're in a church setting or unless it's in something for like students. Yeah. So I just, it's not accessible. It's not prevalent around me. So I, I feel like there's, there's kind of a gap in the potential for this type of work to be done with women. Number two is that if you look at data from around the world, um, specifically in the UK, there's a study telling us that about two thirds of women are not confident in their ability to do their job. It also states that more than half of women don't think they're liked by others. There's a KPMG study. Again, all this will be in the show or not the show notes, the show notes. You always hear that on podcasts in the, the, yeah, the notes. Um, There's a KPMG women's leadership study saying that women lacked confidence to pursue job opportunities, to ask for promotions, to request a raise, request a new role or position. Women feel like they need more support, building confidence to feel like they can actually be leaders in the workplace. There's lots of data when it comes to adolescent females and how confidence and self-esteem is low. So I just, knowing all this and understanding all of this and just kind of intuitively feeling it as a woman and seeing it, because I've definitely seen it in myself and I've definitely witnessed it in other women around me. I just, I feel like this is necessary and I am passionate about this. So why not? Right. Also, another reason why this is important, I believe that, you know, anybody can go and read information. They can follow Instagram accounts that are positive and motivating. And that's all great. But there's a difference between having a coach, having somebody to help you action the items that you're that you're learning. There's a difference between being active and being passive. And they're both necessary, but a lot of the times we're more passive and we don't actually get to that active part of the change that we want to make. So listening, reading, saving posts, listening to podcasts that are motivating is great, but it's passive. It's like you're the one who's receiving the information. There's no work on your end, really. And then then when you get to like more of the active types of change, that's going to be implementing what you learn. How are you actioning what you learned in that podcast? How are you practicing the key points of the book that you were reading? Are you actually physically doing those things, right? So working with a coach is going to help keep you accountable, you know, help guide you in the, in the direction for the highest chances of, for growth. Of course, we can do it on our own, but there's a higher likelihood that that change will happen when you have somebody who's talking to you about it, who's checking in on you, who's asking you the hard questions, who's challenging you, who's asking for some evidence on the changes you're making like hey okay send me a video of you practicing this or send me um, a journal entry that you wrote a couple days ago about blank it's kind of like me combining my teaching experience and mentoring experience of being an instructor or a professor and putting it towards a different audience which I'm very comfortable with I have a lot of experience with it and I just I 
I feel natural in this position and it's comfortable for me. It wasn't always, believe me, you'll learn that about me. I was painfully shy when I was a kid, adolescent and teenager and young adult. (laughs) Um, So believe me, I know, I know what it's like to not want to participate and hide. Having a coach is also great because that person acts as a sounding board and has your best interests in mind. Even if the information or the accountability check-ins kind of sting a little bit or it's like that kind of hurt, but I know that she wants what's best for me. Being able to have somebody tell you your blind spots, someone you trust is also really important. We don't know what we can't see. We don't know what our blind spots are. And then having the ability to trust in the coach to help connect the dots from the learning to the doing, from the passive to the active, from the listening to the actioning. So part one of this informational podcast about this group is is that, my reasonings why I'm starting it, why I think it's a good idea. And then part two is going to be about why would you even listen to me? Why am I qualified? (laughs) So I'm going to answer that question now. Why am I qualified to lead this? Great question. I believe that there are circumstances when a certification, a degree, a, I guess those are the only two, maybe obviously like a licensure, like there's a lot of jobs and positions where that is absolutely necessary. Don't get me wrong, but I don't believe that I need, I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a life coach certification. I don't have a, in quotes, wellness coach certification. Yeah. In that kind of realm, I don't have any certifications, but I do have a master's degree in kinesiology. I know it's not the exact same relative field. It's related, of course, but it's not the same. So with that master's degree came a lot of preparation, a lot of research, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of discipline, a lot of grit, resilience, determination. So all of these things that I talk about and encourage and try to help other women work on is something I've practiced a lot. I'm not done and I'm not ever going to stop, but I practiced a, I've practiced it a lot. So I feel like I have the ability to coach it. So master's degree, graduate level courses, graduate level projects, communication, thesis, projects, research, collecting data, you name it. Again, ask me more about it in person if you want. Going on into more of my experience kind of started with being diagnosed with cancer at a young age. I really do believe that this whole thing started with that diagnosis, this whole change and shift in who I am, hands down, was because of what I went through. I had firsthand experience of what it feels like to practice confidence because, hint, hint, it does not feel good. (laughs) If you really want to work on yourself and you really want to develop as a person, you are going to be severely uncomfortable. It gets better. It goes up. It goes down. It ebbs and it flows, but it doesn't feel great. And there's actually a woman who I listen to a lot. She's kind of like my coach, even though she's, (laughs) she's someone who lives in Australia She's a confidence coach and we've interacted on Instagram. Like she's messaged me back. I've said things and and wrote to her. Obviously, I don't know her personally, but I feel like she is my coach. And she says she has a book. I believe it's titled Confidence Feels Like Shit. 
and (laughs) a friend and I were talking about this. Shout out Rebecca. I love you. And we were talking about how, well, she was saying this very profound and I agree that if you look at a farm or you look at a bed of flowers or some sort of plant that grows, what do you put on stuff to help it grow? Fertilizer, right? You, she's like, you literally put shit on things to make them grow. So that's exactly what, where I'm kind of coming from when I'm talking about this. It doesn't feel good, but it doesn't feel good in a way that actually helps you feel good later. And I don't know if that makes sense to you, if you buy into that, but it gets more doable as you continue to practice confidence because confidence isn't something we just have. It's something some, I mean, some people have a more of a natural inclination to be more self-confident stemming from things that they've experienced in their lives. But for the most part, confidence is something that you have to work on continually, continually putting yourself in uncomfortable positions. That doesn't mean unsafe positions. It means positions where you're like, your gut tells you, don't do that. I'm scared. So you just kind of have to fight those. And again, we'll go, we'll get into much more detail when it comes to that stuff. So starting with my cancer diagnosis, I firmly believe that that gives me a lot of credibility when it comes to understanding how to coach other people going through hard stuff. I've been through hard stuff. And I know a lot of us, a lot of you have. So me navigating that and me understanding through the years up until now, and I'm still going, how to address certain things and how to work through them and how to turn away from certain things and run towards certain things. I firmly believe that I can help others do the same. Another thing is ever since I was young, I've I've always been nurturing. I've always been empathetic. I've always been very understanding. Now, don't get me wrong. When I was a kid, I mean, I have good memories of being being mean to my sisters, being (laughs) rude, being the opposite of generous, being very protective of my like physical things, not sharing. Um, I, I sucked at it basically. Like I didn't have the tools to tap into my gifts until this cancer diagnosis. That's what I believe. Like I believe we're born with gifts, but we don't necessarily know how to use them or we don't necessarily know how to unravel what's been covering them and and suppressing them. So I'll be the first to admit I as a as a kid, as an adolescent, as a teen, as a young adult, I sucked at being compassionate. I was judgmental, I was defensive, I was mean. And looking back and reflecting on it now, I know the reason why. I was operating from a place of fear. I didn't feel supported within my family structure. Again, that's, I'm not going to like play the victim here, but that's just how I felt. That's my truth and I'm going to stick with it. I didn't feel supported. So I I felt like I was backed into a corner and I kind of, I felt alone. I felt like I needed to protect myself since no one else was, was fulfilling that role in my opinion. So I, I had my claws out. I was protecting myself. I, it was, it was fending for myself it was like I have to take care of me so I was not good at these things I learned how to be good at them even though I innately knew that I had these in me if that makes sense today I continue 
with self-realization. I continue with reflection. I'm a big reflector and I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm someone who sees both sides all the time. It's hard for me to make black and white decisions or black and white judgments because of my empathy and because I just see most of the time, obviously if someone's murdering somebody, that's different, but (laughs) I see both sides a lot. So, and after this cancer diagnosis, this self-realization that I want, I wanted to help people be better versions of of themselves was something that was at the beginning of what my career is and has been. I was, I've been a personal trainer. I've been a coach. I've been a teacher. I've been a mentor. So I've always chosen roles that have been like leadership type roles, even though I didn't feel confident to be in those roles, I naturally wanted to do them. So I'm ready. I'm ready to work with you and I'm really excited and I'm continuing and will always continue to work on my own growth, specifically physically speaking, my body, my, my physical wellness, my mind, my mental state, my psychological wellness, my spiritual wellness, social wellness, and these are all things we'll talk about in the group, but I kind of wanted to leave it there and just... If you have any questions, please again, reach out and I will keep you updated on what's happening. So I appreciate you so much and I will talk to you soon. 